you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Galactic Holonet, welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast. I'm your host, Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius, Galactic Pirate Lord, feared by few, respected by less. Um, and joining me today is uh, Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy, or at least I call him Scruffy, the ship's Shanner. What's up, Blair? It's a good day, Ricky. It's a good day, sir. It is a good day. Uh, also joining us is Lyle Hayhurst. That's one of the reasons why it's a good day. Good to see you against uh, Better Knows the Sozin, the ship's quartermaster. I guess you've been doing uh, documentation of all of the various stuff that we have uh, on the ship. I don't know where you've been, but it's really good to see you again. Yeah, I've been trapped in that cargo container where you left me, like, drinking nutrient paste for six weeks. Oh, right. So moving on, uh, joining us today, Dom, better known as Dom, I guess, uh, on the ship's navigator. What's up, man? Yo, it's also known as Dom. I'm yeah. no good. Yeah. You can also Dom. add store champion to that. Yeah, nice. Nice. All right. We'll get into that here in a bit. And then finally, uh, after uh, a while, uh, a hiatus, I guess, fixing the ship or something, is Alex uh, Robach, better known as Anti Grapist. Alex, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Good to be back. Yeah, I'm Alex. so... Hearing your voice, like, just my insides just feel warm and fuzzy, and I just, I have a good feeling right now. This is going to be a great podcast. I feel good. Y'all, I hope, feel good. Let's jump in to some Star Wars shenanigans. All right, so we're going to talk about some store championship stuff. We're going to go through, you know... You guys have all been to a whole bunch of tournaments, and so we're going to check those out. I'm going to one tomorrow, probably. I'll tell you guys about it if I'm going to go or not. Um, we're going to kind of talk about uh, some uh, recent news. Uh, Lyle's got a timeline he's going to talk about. You know, the European Championships, the Canadian Nationals. There was a new article that came out. We'll talk about that. And then finally, uh, hot hot news today. Uh, we're going to talk about a potential leak with the uh, FAQ that's coming out soon. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, but let's kind of get started here. Uh, store championships. Uh, Don, since uh, you were so excited to tell us about your store championship, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us uh, about what you flew and where it was and all that stuff? Yeah, sure. So is the Dice Dojo in Chicago. If you haven't been, highly recommended. You now they their game library now is like hundred feet um and ten feet tall of just all games. Isn't um, this the uh, store that like you and Lyle have fought over for like years? Yeah, yeah. You know, we there's there's a five year history there of uh, of mostly Lyle winning in the beginning, but the last two years, well. Last year I got him, and then he skipped town to go to, I guess, an easier store to win. Yeah, what's up with that, man? What's up with that? Why are you dodging Whoa. the competition? Hey, I was there now, Dom. Come on. Shots fired. Okay. But, Dom just uh, chased me out of town. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, this this uh, year. No, did, didn't we play in the finals last year? We did. We did. Out? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, a couple bots against uh, A-holes. Yeah. That was a good time. 
Karner could good. not take the re, re, uh, the the B-Bots. All right, so anyway. Yeah, you like dope bomb me in the corner and trap me there. I did not think that Robots would come that close to the edge, but you totally did it. Yeah, I I can get close to the edge. Don't push me. All right, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Dice Dojo, only eight people showed up, so it was not a great sign of the meta, but even there we had the, the new eight Bigs hotness. Eight, eight people, man, eight people. We thought there'd be more, but in Chicago there are there are like – two dozen store championships going on. So at the same time, there was another one out in the suburbs, which kind of split a lot of player base. And uh, and then there was another one the next day. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's kind of what they have for a a league night typically. So, but yeah, that's, that's all we got. Uh, But that was okay. Got to, it was quick. He was, we didn't even go to a cut. So it was just three games. And I was flying uh, Fen, Bosk and, and Drew both with uh, VI. So it was all nines. So that was the uh, that was the uh, or, or based kind of on that list that you and uh, Mark were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, no, Sable. I I, I stole it liberally. I mean, Sa- Sable threw this thing out there where um, Bosk had a cruise missile and Drew had a crude missile, and also uh, with Bosk's ability, you know, he can go the four forward. He can get six dice or six hits effectively on his cruise missile once he cancels the crit and turns into two hits. And Drew, if you're far enough away, can also get a six dice cruise missile, and then Fen at range one can get five. So I call that list six six five neighbor of the beast, um, but it's it's nasty if you can get up there and have seventeen hits in one round. Not much can stand in the way of that, especially hitting at PS nine. And then it's got it works well afterwards too. I mean, Bosk is still and Fen are still monsters, and you can't really ignore and Drew. So uh, yeah, up against Bigs in the beginning, the the kind of the new hotness Bigs. So I got to see that firsthand. Yeah, how do you? What do you think about? Uh, I, well, they call it like what do they call fair ships, uh, more or less? Yeah, the big yeah, Lebowski. With, yeah, <laughs> all those things. Yeah. Uh, well, I think missiles are greater than bigs. I've been saying this for a while, um, but now that you can select not to shoot at him with cruise missiles, especially with six dice cruise missiles, so yeah, Rex and Kraken vanished immediately, and uh, it was, you know it's downhill after that. I had a close game against Dash Miranda. Um, which is always annoying. That list is so good. Uh, they they really should have killed Fen with advanced slam bombing. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah. As of <laughs> oh, yeah. spoiler. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> Said uh, no one. No, and then the best game though was the last game I had. It was uh, I had three PS nines and I went up against three PS ten rebels. Nim Vi, Kraken Vi, and Tenum Vi with Bistan. Which, by the way. I never saw it, but it was that's pretty sweet turning hits into crits with Bistan. Uh range one two. But yeah. And he had he had two cruise missiles at PS ten against all my nines, and I thought I was in deep trouble, but no, with a little bit of with a little bit of magic, a little bit of a boost barrel roll to get exactly to ten them side so he couldn't barrel roll, it all started going our way. Uh I at one point Andrew got off a six dice, four crit two hit cruise missile right in the NIM. So that is yeah. that is so nice to get a cheap, really big shot uh, out of Nadru. I like that. Yeah, no, you cannot ignore that. With you know, he has stim and the, and the missile coming in there. Do you find that they go after him most of the time? Uh, he's usually the easiest target, but if you do that, you're ignoring the two best endgame guys. So I mean, you really you pick your poison. I come at you from a couple angles, and I, I don't think that there's a a really good option there, uh, unless you can get Fen. But then if you Try to get Fen as as people did in a lot of the practice games and miss. You're you're in deep you're in deep deep trouble. So yeah, 
a lot of these games were basically I took a damage or two, and um, that was that was that. But well, what kind of footage you get? Oh yeah, I got they um everybody at it was I mean, like a ten ten dollar chip in, uh-huh. and then they were giving away a C Rock to the winner. Are you, so, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So C Rock and all the. What do you guys play? Like, what the hell is this? And I was stoked because I needed like I needed the stuff in the C Rock in order to 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 complete the collection. So I didn't have one yet. So yeah, that was that was perfect. That was the only one running scum. So there you go. God bless it. Um, all right. Uh, Alex, uh, you've been to a tournament recently. I mean, I know that you haven't had a chance to play as much. Was it like, uh, how have you, how have you been playing? Like, have you been playing recently or, or how's that been going? Uh, yeah, I just started, just picked the game up, you know, in the past couple of weeks and there was a store championship in the area. Decided to go, took uh, dash and bomber Miranda. And if that seems like a list that's up your alley. Yeah. Yeah. I've always enjoyed playing dash and, with Dash and Miranda. Um, I do have to say, like, I took the version with, like, Advanced Slam Miranda, Sabine, and the Action Bombs, and mm-hmm. maybe I just need more practice with that particular ship, but I don't think it was that great. I think there are, like, better ways to load out Miranda. But the only, the only interesting thing I said I took was I used a Burnout Slam on mm-hmm. Dash, and I thought that card was, like, amazing on him. It's for one point you get to like slam out of, you know, completely in an unpredictable way, and people just like do not expect it. And I thought especially that with him, yeah. And you the big base ship, you just move super far. Like they think you have you they they have you trapped. Like and suddenly you're not trapped anymore. That's a great way to get behind bigs. You know, behind that force of Rebelist, which has a hard time turning around. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a a great inclusion in that sort of list that people should consider. So how'd you end up doing? So I ended up coming in sixth place. I went three and two out of 25 people. I had that most MOV in my win loss bracket. So I did pretty well. Didn't have to stay. So I managed to actually like leave at a reasonable hour. So I was pretty happy with it. Uh, did you get any good booty? Um, not, not really. Mostly Typical store championship stuff, but had a good time. That's that's all that we really need to win. Yeah, exactly. I had a moral victory internal. Um, anyways, <laughs> I know Blair. You also went to a store. Ch- we got to go th- get through so many of these, and we may as well get Blair's out. I don't even know how many you've gone to since I last talked to you, but it, I know it's been two weeks. But it feels like you've been to like seven store championships. So. Uh, did you get to go any in, uh, since I talked to you? Uh, since last episode, I went to one. I went to a place called Guardian Games in Portland. It was a nice little four-hour drive. It just felt like felt like doing it. You know, I'd only gotten five fat yeah. under my belt, so I yeah, like only five. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to make sure you go over the hump to six. <laughs> and it was a it was a. Bit of an adventure, both getting there and then uh, finding out what was happening with the tournament organization. So I don't. I guess I'll leave that to Lyle if he wants to get into that. But yeah, okay. I've, so 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 what? <laughs> like, I'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about it. I'm just curious. Oh, okay. Um, so Blair and I were supposed to um, hang out on the internet. The morning of that tournament, he's going to help me prep, I think. No, the day before. 
And, you know, he shoots me a text message. He's like, dude, I'm running late. I'll be online in a few minutes. Um, and then a second later, I get a phone call and it's Blair and he's at my front door. <laughs> Which I kind of had a sneaky feeling maybe could have happened because he was being cagey about, you know, because I asked him if he wanted to come down and play. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was being cagey, but it was just all part of Blair's elaborate plan to to surprise me, which is pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I want um, surprise Blair. You know, he's surprisingly spontaneous. <laughs> move yeah, a couple like of you, move, but... move a couple of states west and hey, hey, while while uh, when I visited him in Portland, like would not stop saying, Hey, you know where you should move. Portland. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, then we'd all be here on the West Coast. It'd be much easier to cast at night. Uh, anyway, Tom's a night owl anyway. So, so, so you get some surprise Blair. I do. Um, so we go to the store to guardian games, which is probably the biggest game store here in Portland the next day. And there's like 26 people, but they don't have, they don't have a TD at all. There's no TD. The place opens at noon and they close it. What? Eight Eight, o'clock? Eight eight o'clock Sundays. Yeah. Um, and so we all roll in there at noon by 1245. We still don't have a TV or squad sheets or really anything. Um, and so Blair, God bless him, you know, goes downstairs and he volunteers to do it. And, you know, he says he's going to sit it out at his TV. And I'm like, no, no way. You, you drove all the way down here. You should play. So I volunteered to code TV with him and handled the, uh, the tech while he handled uh, the other responsibilities. So between him and I, we, we, you know, we co-ran the tournament at the very that's, last minute. That's very nice of you guys. I'm sure the people there appreciated it. Yeah, except it was a total blunderfest because the the computer downstairs was this ancient Windows device that hadn't updated in years. Uh-huh. Um, and it didn't have Java installed. And so I fought with it and eventually had to give up. And we ended up pairing and doing the whole thing by hand, which... Um, you know, it's doable, but we were trying to do that and play. It, it was just a big mess. We well, I we mean, did if not, not, a great if job not you, then who's going to do that? I mean, so th- that not being that that not being canceled. Period. Uh, I guess is a testament to you guys. Yeah, yeah. I so don't know what I don't know in the event. So I was going <laughs> to switch to X-wing, but we can keep. Uh, what, what do you got, Blair? I don't know what their plan was. I mean, so. You know, you guys know most stores, the TO is usually not the owner or an employee, right? It's like, it's a guy like you, Rick. You're just kind of a member of the community and yeah, maybe have yeah. some uh, side deal with the store or whatever. So they had a guy, but he bailed. And uh, the person they put in charge had no idea. I don't think they'd ever ran a tournament in their life, much less one with 26 people. And like Lyle said, I mean, it was 1245 and we're just like, <laughs> so then... So the first round, Lyle's trying to get crowd accept. So I had to play and judge the entire first round. All I'm doing, I'm like yelling at him the whole time, like "God, hurry the hell up, Lyle!" And then I, I go down there and at round two, and we like put all the scores in, and he's like, "All right, is I'm okay. I'm gonna run back upstairs and get everything ready." I go up there like 15 minutes, he still doesn't come up. I'm like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I go back down, and he says like crowd just completely like shot the bed when he hit generate new round like he had chico on the phone still could not get it going so 
I, I gotta say, Lyle, I know I said this, but for the fact that we had no idea we were gonna TO that thing, and that we had to do it by hand, I feel like we did a pretty good job. We really had no hiccups. We did it, we did have to cut the Swiss short by one, but that really wasn't our fault. That was just because they started so late, and then we couldn't get Cryodex going on their computers, so I felt like we did a pretty good job. But uh, I ran three scimitars with unguided rockets, uh, four scimitar with opspec and lightweight frame, and then a CNR with TLT and lightweight frame. So you flew the Imperial Rebel List. It was an Imperial Rebel List. It, it did all right. Those bombers are they're basically rookies, you know. Dial's not quite as good, but the attack value is pretty much the same because you don't get the force die at range one, but you take away the green at range three. So it's I found that I could usually and in, in ideal situations they're a rookie, i.e. they have a focus. So and I found that I could get a focus about two thirds of the time via obspec or actions. So now that said, our eighteen point rookie that only that has one less attack die two thirds of the time, are people kind of fly that nowadays? Probably not. But <laughs> But but you did, of course. But I did. But yeah, so that was it for me. So how'd you do? I went three zero. Well, and he, then, he went undefeated and then dropped. Yeah. So uh, did you so, think that it actually had, was it good or or was that? Uh... Well, that dude, I don't want to get into a big thing because I know we got so much stuff to talk about. But that scene like I know there's been a lot of hate on the aggressor, but like. Someone in FFG has got to explain this thing to me because this thing has one less hit point than a bomber. Which when did the bomber come out? Like wave three, wave two? Uh huh. Okay, three. This is wave eleven, and we have so much power creep. Yet this thing is worse than a bomber. It's got one less hit point. It costs a point more. The dial is almost exactly the same. The only difference is it has a white two instead of a red two. And it's got a 4K instead of 5K. It's pretty much the same. The action bar is exactly the same, but the upgrade bar, you're trading two torps and a bomb and also long-range scanners and the ability and, to take a crew if you want. Crew, yeah, too. Or it's a also turret. Crew. Yeah. So someone's got to explain to me how the hell this thing... It, it's like... they. Basically, FFG is basically saying we think a turret is so good, a turret upgrade slot is so good, it's worth a hit point, two torps, a bomb, and LRS, and crew. Like, eh, I don't know if I buy that. And maybe, now, that said, TLT is almost good enough that I could buy that, but I I don't know what the hell they're thinking with this shit, to be honest, because that, I just (laughs) don't see the, the chassis, but... Still, but still, the TLT, I honestly felt kind of dirty flying. Those TLTs are so insane. They're just, again, not going to get into it, but just so good. It's, <laughs> it's not even funny. The range three, which maybe we can talk about when we talk about uh, our main topic, but whatever. So go ahead, Lyle. That's all I got. Yeah, Lyle, what, okay, fine. What is, Lyle, what does you fly? So I worked with you guys on Slack for about, three or four days tuning a variation on four ship rebel. And uh, we, as a group came up with something that hadn't been tried yet. I don't think, which was bigs with R4D six and integrated Lowark with selfishness, Ray and inspiring recruit 
Rex, and then just Pava, and here's the innovation, M9G8 as her droid with an integrated astromech. So the idea here is that Fairship Rebel tends to suffer a little bit in terms of um, damage output because it's you know firing unmodified sometimes. And so that M9G8 droid helps someone in the list uh, you know, get a re-roll on one of their dice. Or it can help defensively as well. So, yeah, that was the list. It did quite well. I made it to the final and then lost to Dash Miranda um, against a local player, Noe, or Noah, rather, who's very good. And, yeah, that was it. It was interesting. The list kind of performed the way I expected it would. It's, it's super solid, as everyone knows, and hard to kill. Um, but I ended up innovating a little bit upon it in my next door championship. What would you end up doing? Well, so I did a bunch of playtesting. What I wanted to fly was Biggs and two uh, Ozic gunships. That was my kind of first goal, starting with those those three ships. Uh, and partially just because I wanted to fly a list that I could call Biggs Walks the Chickens. Because those gunships kind of look like chickens with all their... Uh, feathers plucked off if you look at them from above yeah from a certain point of view yeah you know that joke normally slays all the old ladies i don't know why it didn't work (laughs) with you guys (laughs) they're laughing at home Uh, yeah yeah yeah. all of our old lady listeners are just it's killing just absolutely slaying with them so um wolfric was my additional ship and i was trying out combinations of jen and jan as crew members to basically um you know, pass a bunch of focus and evade tokens over to Biggs to be even more annoying. And that list was pretty good, but um, I didn't like Wolfric in it because basically Wolfric's ability wasn't procking because everyone's shooting at Biggs, he's never losing shields, and as such, he's not getting that extra attack dice. Mm-hmm. And as an endgame ship, he's not great. He kind of, you know, suffers from the same thing that the... Uh, you know, the Bosque and all those guys suffer from, which is if you can get behind them, that kind of sucks. So on, I think it was your suggestion, Ricky, I ended up dropping Wolfric and subbed in Nora. It sounds like me. Because, you know, <laughs> a player, probably you, given you're, you're, you're on a Nora kick. Mm-hmm. And so that was really good. I mean, Nora's ability works also well with Jen because you can, you know, she's got that rear arc and, you know, you got more chances of, of, of procking Jen's ability. But it also um, was okay in testing until I realized that there's actually a much better ship that's about the same cost as the Nora that I was flying uh, in the form of Miranda. Yeah, that makes sense. So once I, once that clicked for me, I'm like, okay, we know that Miranda is arguably the most overpowered pilot in the game. I don't know if you guys won't disagree with that, but that, that's my feeling. She's number one. Regen well, and extra damage. I, like, I think I think when we covered the uh, one of the, I think it was a European championship, I think we, we saw that every list had, almost every Rebel list in the top had Miranda. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she just she's places. Incredible. You bring Miranda, anything else you bring, probably pretty good list. Yep. So that's kind of OP element number one. And then the second OP element is Biggs and Lauric which just go fantastically together. Uh, as we're seeing with this wave, it's kind of one of the real, you know, revelations of wave 11 
that maybe got past playtesting. I don't know, but it's it's really good. No, and some some no. got past playtesting. Lyle, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, you 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 know. couldn't look at that for five seconds and not realize a selfless Lorek was like Biggs's sidecar. Yeah, like. But you know, I mean, I guess not to go on a sideways rant, but. You know, if you look at the interviews with developers, they have said on multiple occasions that is the thing they're most concerned about is creating super bigs, and that they're extremely like kind of careful about that. <laughs> well, they, well, they accomplished the objective. <laughs> like, they were very careful to make sure it happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh god! So, no! Ow! No! Yeah, super big here. So that, that's that was element number two, and then I the third I think was OP element of the game. I guess is Sabine. And so I threw Sabine and the uh, the omelet generator um, onto onto Miranda. So the list ended up being uh, Biggs with R two D two and integrated Astromech. And I'll talk about that in a second. Why that's good. Uh, Lauric with Ray and Selfishness. And then finally Miranda with Twin Laser Turret, Sabine, and the uh, the omelets. Um, now it's funny. Most people tell you not to fly R two D two with Biggs because he's gonna he goes down so quick. You don't get yeah. as much value on the droid. But sure. Blair, when we were talking about it, totally convinced me that it made more sense because effectively Biggs is so tough to kill on this list, and he can soak so much damage that R two D two is gonna proc a lot. And yeah. he was totally right. In all of my games, it proc constantly. I regenerated tons of shields with R two D two. So how'd you end up doing? So yeah, I went undefeated. Um, I ended up playing over the course of four games of a 16 player tournament, uh, Nim Dengar twice, um, both loaded with ordnance, uh, a Nim, Ashoka and stress hog build also Nim with ordnance. And then a kind of, uh, a mixed, uh, bag of Imperials for the fourth game. And the ordnance basically, I mean, it was not strong enough to ultimately like, they could alpha strike one of the, one of the ships, but they never killed it on the first round. They took at least two two rounds to take it out. So, so while, you're kind of of the opposite opinion of Dom that uh, that those that list is tough enough to actually survive some alpha strike. I, I'm not sure. I think it would probably take more playtesting, but in the testing that I did do, it was able to survive the alpha. Um, and that's primarily due to selfishness. Is that when they're when they try to alpha Miranda. Um, you can pass that damage over to Lara and he can just soak it up and and he can also use his ability to help Miranda out. So it's kind of hard to grind Miranda down. And if they go after Lauric, I mean, he's he's tough. He's going to take a while to kill and he's able to take that that alpha strike. Yeah, like that's one of your worst ships in the end game, anyway. So who cares? Yeah, go ahead and kill him. It's fine. <laughs> oh no. Um, and so the other thing I'll just about the have bigs is, left. Yeah, which ended up happening in a number of games. I mean, so the cool thing about this list is that Miranda can actually joust. She'll just fly in formation with Biggs and, and Lauric, and she'll roll up, joust, and go nuclear when she hits range one. I found myself actually losing a bunch of shields on the attack just because I knew that they had to go after Biggs, and I could, you know, I could drop a whole bunch of attack guys. And Miranda basically mauled Nim and Dengar throughout the whole tournament, and the the bomblets were great because after the joust happens and the ships move past you, Miranda's bombing them on their way back. Um, 
So it jousts really well. It's simple to play. You just do one forwards and one banks and, you know, slowly build up Ray um, to a good point. And then post joust, it's easy to bomb people. So it's, I think it's, it's kind of a great example of sort of downhill skiing and X-Wing. Like you have a really powerful list. You don't have to fly it very hard. You can just slowly, you know, murder people. So I think it's a good example of power creep and X-Wing, but um the the only real scare and i mean i very easily could not have won the tournament is in the last round uh it was bigs a fully healthy bigs and a one health miranda versus a three health or four health left nim and he missed an auto bladder an auto blaster turret what kind of uh, scummer uh scummer rebel it was scum nim and he had you know auto blaster and engine and mm-hmm. uh bomblets and he he blanked out. He rolled focus evade or focus um, blank on the auto blaster turret, and Miranda got away because she's a point box for that, you know, with her ability to slam. Sure. And she just slammed around, and Biggs got up in Nim's face, and the game ended. Um, so I was one dice away, one dice roll away from not winning it. Just you know, it's a good sign that like it wasn't a total walk in the park. Um, but yeah, that was it. It's my home game store, Portland Game Store. Props to them. So I was happy to win it. So I do kind of boot did you get? Uh, let's see, thirty dollars gift certificates, and then the standard score championship kit, which is those those three range rulers, you know, range one, range two, and three, and then the uh, the alt art and that little agent callus token, which I gave away to someone because I had already received one in the previous store championship. That's exciting stuff. Um, I, I accept all of that booty um, as if I earned it myself. And uh, we'll brag about it later. Um, all right, so let's move on. Let's move on to uh, some news. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about... Uh, uh, Lau, you made a thing recently that I know you want to give uh, a shout-out to. Um, it, it's basically... you. So so I don't want to like uh, steal this from you, but you made a... A timeline for like X-wing technology and whatnot, right? Like that you can kind of, of course, you can interact with. Um, uh, you kind of kind of broke that down. What what was the idea behind it? And kind of tell me about it. Yeah, so I was getting interviewed by the 186 squadron uh, on your orders, of course, Calvin. I was infiltrating their moon base. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Intelligence. Um, and. That's they, they want to talk about X Men Tech. That was their the theme they want to talk about. And so as I was investigating it, I was like, you know, I'm going to go through and just kind of get the history right to make sure I understood everything that happened as preparation for the interview. And ended up generating a little thing. It's got like 28 or 29 records um, since 2012. Everything you know, going back to the beginning of time, all the cool stuff that happened. You know, with Vassal and the list builders and list juggler and um, you know, the simulator, like there's just, there's been so much really amazing tech that has been created by the community. And yeah, so I posted it up on the scum and villainy podcast, Facebook page. If you want to check it out, we'll also put it here in the show notes. Have a nice walk through memory lane. And uh, I guess one final coda, uh, the scum and villainy podcast patrons actually are part of that story because um, we $16 a, a month, the, the patron covers the list juggler hosting fees. So, um, you know, it's community comes together. It's, a, it's really nice to to see that we're able to create a you know an open data set that you know gets sponsored by the community. And 
you know, we're getting more data than ever coming into List Juggler. I, I think I've gotten like 35 tournaments in the last five days. Um, the community is really using the crap out of it. And now we've got MetaWing as well, which sits below List Juggler and consumes all of its data. Um, so if you haven't checked that out, definitely do. MetaWing is an, an amazing resource for browsing, you know, kind of what's happening around the world in terms of X-Wing. Yeah, it's it was uh, really kind of cool to see, you know, kind of like the history of X-Wing is a lot of that is you can kind of see how people consumed it um, kind of grow. Because, I mean, you consume it through these apps, you know, your list builders, through online tables, you know, through research. I mean, you can kind of see, like, when you were able to do that and think about it. I don't know. I thought it was really kind of cool to go through. Yeah, well, you know, you kind of played a key key part of the story, Ricky, because in twenty, I want to say twenty thirteen, the the Vassal mod had basically been abandoned, and you wanted it to be unabandoned, and you convinced Muon to take it on, and that kind of resulted in the the whole Vassal scene, to, arguably all all because of you, Ricky. To to Muon's credit, um, he kind of volunteered for it. I asked, I was just literally begging for anybody, right, like somebody's smart enough to figure this out and I am not. And you just need to tell me what you need from me. Um, and that was, that was it. Uh, so all the credit should go to Muon though. That guy's done everything. He's the best. Yeah. He's a beast. So, um, that's pretty cool. And we can kind of check that out in the show notes. Um, let's see here. Um, what other stuff do you going to go through? Yeah, so I think it's very close to what Team Euros is happening, and it's pretty awesome. But did you see it's only Wave Ten? Wave, no, wave Eleven. So yeah. So what, is there a reason behind that? Yeah, well, it's because they had to organize it, and they wanted to submit all the lists ahead of time. They did this whole kind of you know list submission slash allocation thing. You can see they've got some of the players are playing Rebels. Like, I think they've got every team has two Rebel, two Imperial, and two Scum players, mm-hmm. and they're playing six versus six matches. And they wanted to lock in all those lists ahead of time, and that happened before the Wave 11 release. I haven't spoken with the organizer, but I'm guessing in their brains, like when Wave 11 came out on the cusp, they're like, we don't want to do this all over again. We'll make this the last big Wave 10 tournament. Which I think is actually really cool, because it truly does represent the kind of, I think the the state of the art of X-Wing up to Wave 10 is the list that those guys brought. And it's all been published. We'll have a link in the show notes. I mean, it's there's some great stuff in there. Have you guys gone through those lists? I'm looking through them now. I've looked through them before, and it is it is really cool. You know, um, one of the first things I heard about this um, was that they should do a podcast version of this. And I just want to say that we would kill it. Um, absolutely. We would, we would absolutely kill that. Um, but of these... Of these countries, is there any sort of favorites that you guys have? And Poland. I'm just I'm, Poland. Why do you say that? They've got the strongest players. <laughs> that sure. works, I guess. Yeah, those guys take their acting really seriously. And if you if you go through that list and look at the results, all those players have won major tournaments. Um, and you know the Minot guys did a poll on you know who would win, and Poland was a clear favorite. So um, that's I think that's where the smart money is. So, yeah, I think this is really cool. So when are they going to actually play these games? August 3rd through 5th, I believe. <laughs> that is really, really cool. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't count out Spain. The The community mm-hmm. there is enormous. 
Yeah, like, I think Spain's a good second bet. Yeah, some of these squads are interesting. They've got this like Thane, Captain Rex, Rourke, big like four ship rebel thing going on. Is that is that like a proto? Uh, that made rebel? top four. That made top four in worlds. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's showing up a few times. I think it's called Junkyard Dogs. Jerry, but there's even like a Wes Rex Rourke Jess thing. So there yeah. seems to be some some four ship rebel going on. That's interesting. Phil GC from Wales is running Corn and Poe, and that's it. How about that? <laughs> yeah, ninety six points. Yeah. Right. Uh, I hope that that does well. Just to, I mean, the thing is, is that like small ships, though. I mean, they can hide their MOV if they do well. I don't know. Something to think yeah. about. But wouldn't you bring Miranda? I mean, <laughs> Corn Miranda did did quite well. I heard, but. Yeah, I, I mean, if they couldn't duplicate uh, pilots across. I think we can scan the thing and see if. Do you see any uh, duplicates across one team? Oh, that's cool. Then. So that would explain it. Only one person gets Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's pretty cool, and we'll we'll kind of kind of follow the results for that. Um, they did, I guess, announce uh, Canadian Nationals um, September. Yeah, which September. are always a shit show, right? Historically, historically, yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> so this this will be better. They promise. Uh, it's going to be September twenty second through the twenty fourth in Toronto. So there's that. Um, uh, does anybody know where it's going to be? I actually don't know. I just I'm just reading notes for reasons. Nope. That's very exciting there, Ricky. Canadian yeah. Nationals, I'm glad you brought it up. That is some some hot. Just just next level <laughs> stuff. All right, so <laughs> really good. All right, so they did have a new article that came out uh in regarding the, in regards to the Star Viper. Um there were some new cars that we do want to talk about. We're going to go like good, better, best with this and um start with um I guess they announced the Black Sun Assassin, which was 28 points, PS5, and an EPT. That's pretty exciting-ish. Um, and then, anyways, Dallin Oberos, uh, who uh, I guess the next two characters were from RPGs, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, if you're not stressed when you reveal a turn, bank, or Segner's maneuver, you can treat it as a red talon roll maneuver of the same direction, left or right using the template of the original revealed maneuver. So you can get some cool uh, turns out of this and definitely uh, throw some people off. Does anybody have it? Like, I can't visualize why Dallin is good. I get the maneuvers, but the PS being so low, like, is there something I'm missing on this, or is it just the maneuvers are good and don't overthink it? Advanced sensors, do your weird maneuver. And you've got these the titles that can help you kind of become even more unpredictable. So I think it's just going to be a very hard to guess ship. And with advanced sensors, you can you know pre boost um, or pre barrel roll with the the you know the weird um, Star Viper Mach two barrel roll template, and then do the crazy maneuver. I mean, this ship's going to be hard to predict. But every time one of these weird you know, remaneuvering ships has emerged. It never yeah. really goes over. I mean, it's like it's like Lieutenant Lorier or IGD. 
You know, they just, you never seem to be able to get the real meat out of it. Yeah, only, Mar- only um, what's her name, Countess Riot, has really kind of stuck. And that's probably because of the K-turn. I mean, the K-turn's so good. Echo did all right. And in the green, yeah, Echo's good. Uh, so is there anything that kind of stands out for this, or just it might, we'll, we'll kind of wait and see? In terms of Dallin? Yeah, I, I yeah. yeah. It's going to be hard. I mean, somebody might figure out something with the weird barrel roll, then like a weird turn, uh, yeah. Talon. It, it might, it might work out. But you know, I think I the, think it just tries uh, to freak you out. Like you're like, oh my god, yeah, that was P- amazing, and then like you lose your cool. <laughs> P- the PS6 though, like, really limits this, in my opinion. Do so you think VI will be Stapleton? Even then, your your PS8. I mean, that's somewhat limited returns. Yeah, and they, I mean, in the the meadow that we're seeing develop, he just, he's not going to have the firepower to push through bigs. He's going to get blown off the table by cruise missiles. Before, he's not going to be able to do any of these things before he dies to a couple of cruise missiles. So, in the meta right now, I don't, I don't really see it happening. All right, all right. So let's since we so let's let's move on to the one that that we are excited about. Um, so. I, I, I want to give this to one of you guys because I feel like uh, y- uh, you guys can hype this up. So tell me, um, Alex, can you tell me about Thweek? Sure. So Thweek has uh, a real unique pilot ability. He is, says he's PS4, 28 points, no EPT. During setup, before the place forces step, may choose one enemy ship and as- assign the shadowed or mimicked condition guard to it. And what those do, very simply... The shadowed lets you treat Thweek as having that ship's pilot skill. And the mimic lets you have your chosen ship's pilot ability. So either you're going to be, you know, a really high PS ship or you're going to get a cool ability. Or your opponent is flying generics and you're going to be not doing much of anything. So how... So tell me, because how good is this? I, I th- it sounds pretty freaking amazing to me. Like, am I hyping myself up too much about this? Because I'm thinking I can be Miranda, I can be Corin, I can be any good ship that I face, and it's almost always you're seeing ships with good abilities across the board. Like I mean, this it, feels like a pilot that I would troll people with in League Night if they knew they like to. If I knew they like to play a certain ship, then I would. It'd be good for trolling. But in a tournament, I mean, geez, you're going to go up against so many different types of stuff. You want to build a cohesive list. And, not, I mean, you can't build tweak out to work with all these different types of things. I mean, so I'm, I think so you're thinking I'm, over, I'm overhyped on this ship, is what you're saying. I, I mean, that's my feeling, unless you want to troll people at League Night. Yeah, I think you're sort of inherently limited by what your opponent brings. Like you can't guarantee some sort of awesome combinations. You can't really afford to go all in on any one Biggs effect or corn effect. Here's my question. What if you're up against another tweak? Can I copy that tweak's ability and then reproduce one of my... No, no, they covered this in the actual language of the condition card. So no, you cannot. <laughs> Darn. And All it right. has to be an enemy too. Okay. Are you thinking? Okay. Well, well, let me go ahead and uh, 
hop in here and offer some dissenting opinions. So I can't bring up a list juggler right now because the site's a piece of crap. But I, <laughs> a couple days ago, I looked up the time series charts and found that roughly the 10 most popular ships over the last couple of waves, it's gone like uh, Miranda, Fen, Dengar, Assage, Dash, Quick Draw, Rack, um, Old Terok, Manaru, uh, Jumpmaster, Manaru, and the, the Scout. The Scout, yeah. I mean, the Scout's and, not good, and, but and the rest Tell, of those... right? I thought all four of them were in the top. Uh, the top. Maybe guys. Tell <laughs> and, and Nora. Okay, pretty much all those are pretty awesome, except for. Scout. The Scout. Manru's not really... Manru's okay, I guess. Of course, it's range one now. Oh, and Biggs. Sorry, Biggs. Okay? All those are pretty freaking awesome. Quick draw kind of sucks, because you're probably taking auto thrusters instead of the shield regen. Same thing with Miranda. Is it? But you can regen with Miranda. I mean... You can take both with the title. You take both? Sorry? Yeah, you can take three modifications with... Excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. So, and if you look, like Alex said at the start, unless your opponent runs all generics, who the F runs all generics? No, no one runs any generics anymore. <laughs> all people fly is nothing but named. Like, I think. So, it's been, I, okay. So the question is, is could you, even though those, those are all unique abilities, can you, can you build a thweak? Is, is like 28 point thweak or, it with auto thrusters, you know, is that what is that thirty? Is a thirty point week just being? It's twenty seven. You know, it's twenty seven after the subtraction. Okay, so twenty seven then. Yeah. So it's twenty seven points. It by itself, because I mean, in the end, you don't know what ability you're going to get, so you want to run it. And I, what probably is is cheap but tough as you can get it, right? I mean, yeah. Is there a list that that ship goes with that that? So and it keeps it synergistic. Like, I mean, yes, Lyle makes it. a good point. You're not gonna, you just kind of have to bring just kind of just efficient ships alongside him. It's not gonna be something like a Bigs list where everything is tooled around Bigs. You're not gonna know. So, yeah, but, but, but Scum does have really uh, Scum has efficient ships. You you just bring like a Y wing with a TLT and like IGB. Uh, you can just bring fan with BTL. You can bring a party bus. Like they've got efficient ships. So I think yeah, you just bring something to hunt an ace and just go with Thweek and just. I think it's. I think it's going to be pretty good. I really do. Yeah, you could bring two right, ships on. that can mind link each other. Right? You only need two now. <laughs> okay, so let, let, let's try a test. I'm going to go through the top pilots in Meta Wing, and you guys all tell me if you think it's great on him. Dengar. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. yeah. Captain Rex. Mm, uh, no. yeah. Uh, you can't uh, assign. I like it. I like it. You can't I assign mean, condition it's not, it's cards. Not, I'm, I'm not exactly. Okay. Wait, it won't work? He can't use Rex's ability? Rex is a sign. Oh, yep. Suppress fire condition card. Like, you can't. His, yep, his, that's true. But the thing is, yeah. here's the thing. You're not going to see Rex with a bunch of. Z95s. You're going to see him with Biggs almost every time. So yeah. really, okay. Biggs then by yeah. Rex by proxies and Biggs. 
All right, how about Jeff Pava? That one's nice, right? It's great. No. Yeah. Yeah, not bad. Biggs. That's really good. Bessery. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Quick draw. I think that's eh. the worst one. I mean, yeah. you lose. Okay, so we're like six out of we're five out of seven now. And it's Ten still round. not it's still not again. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so six out of eight, Miranda. That's yeah, that'd be a, that's probably one of the better ones you could get. Not the, not really. When you don't have a TLT, Miranda's ability isn't that great. And still, you get region. But I mean, think about how many times in a game, like you're taking a shot that you know is like probably not going to hit anyway, even with three dice. Like that's just think, you, Blair. <laughs> that's just me, I guess. <laughs> if you have, run two attack dice, but I don't think it's that bad. It gives him a region okay. ability. I agree. I like it. All right, last one. Uh, dash. No. Yeah. No. Not great. Well, no, hold up. It, it's never bad to be able to completely ignore. Yeah. Like, think about that. Suddenly, that, that thing. Especially think with about the that thing as a blocker. Tricks, think so that thing, the, think like, of that thing as a blocker. That thing should yeah. be an incredible blocker if it didn't have to. And the dial on it's not bad. Yeah. I like it with Dash. I mean, you're so not going to. I mean, seven so the out prob- of ten doctors. The problem is, is that that version of Thweak, though, like each one of those versions fly really weird. Um, yeah, if you're going to do it, you have to be very adaptable, and the rest of your list is going to have to not rely on anything, right? I wonder if somebody could get clever, though, and figure out, like, if somebody brings bigs and I can take the bigs ability, then I have an advantage on them. Like, actually tailor the rest of their squad to to cherry pick the the bad matchups and and, and tweak them. Um all right so the, let's get into the 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 last card that got spoiled which was the ion dischargers um let's see here uh Lyle, you want to break those down? Sure. So two point illicit upgrade and the way it works is after you receive an ion token which you've probably taken from cuz you've got that um What's that way that the scums can draw ion easily? Forla? The shield regenerator yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulse ray shield? Yeah, the pulse ray shield. Yep. So after you receive an ion token, you can choose an enemy ship at range one. If you do, you remove the ion token. And then that ship can choose to receive one ion token. Um, and if it does, you have to discard the dischargers. Two points. Yeah, so if your enemy doesn't want to receive the ion token, then you can keep you can keep discharging, you know, every mm-hmm. once every round, right? No, yeah, actually so every every time you receive a token. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not Which, bad. I like what it. We, it's pretty cool. Is that just go on uh, ships that do pulse ray shields or does that go somewhere else? Well, I think um, I think you could see it on Bosk with Forlum. Something like that. You but can it, do. What about? Uh, can you do? Is there somebody that can do EMP and another um, and another illicit? Um, yeah. Well, the, um, Shadowcaster has shadow, two yeah. illicit slots. Yep. Can I take EMP? Or is that small ship only? No, it can take it. No, you can. Maybe. Yeah. Let me uh, I don't know. The problem I, is, it's two points in circumstantial. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if this was one point upgrade, like sure maybe, but 
It's two points, and it's yeah, not really that great. Probably so. It's probably just for people interested in doing pulse ray if they have two throwaway points. Yeah, and yeah. It, you can't even use it if you can only use it if you have an enemy ship at range one. You can't even yeah. like if you could use it, but it breaks automatically. Like that would be okay, but I don't know. I'm not. I don't think this card is that good. Uh, yeah. I, I yes. like the flavor though. It's like it's. It's a, it's a neat little card. Um, it's flavorful. All right. So Speaking of flavor, uh, can we, when we refer to Thweek, just call her Flavor of Thweek? The, the pilot yeah. formerly known as Thweek? <laughs> that's, that's pretty I'm good. Just, I, I cannot that's, win with you guys tonight. I like it. I like it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dad jokes are so strong. Um, all right. So... Let's uh, let's move on to our main topic, uh, the news of the day, um, and uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to steal this from Alex. I'm going to let you talk about this, but there uh, was spoiled a uh, a leak on some uh, changes into the FAQ, um, and I don't. I mean, I, I'll let Alex. I'll let you tell the story since. Uh, you're semi-involved in it. Uh, uh, so basically, a post shows up on Reddit. and Where Alex, uh, is, a, Alex is a moderator. Yeah, yeah. so uh, then what? Tell, tell us what was on there and kind of what happened. Okay, so a post shows up, and it says, you know, here are a couple of changes. They're coming out in the next FAQ. A um, bunch of people downvote it. Um. Someone I know who's a playtester uh, pings me and says, oh, hey, can you take down this post? Like, this this shouldn't be on, you know, the front page of the X-Wing subreddit. And, but the way the X-Wing subreddit, sort of the moderation rules are, basically we don't really take things down unless they're, like, spam or someone is, like, really being obnoxious. So I, I reached out to this guy, and he provides me proof that he is actually know someone in the playtester thing. Like, I just want to clarify, like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't want to know who this guy is. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to know. He, he, nothing to do with that, but get me away from that. <laughs> but this, this is like legit information. Like maybe it'll change, but I would not expect much of this stuff to change. So I don't know. It, it's caught the community attention. There's been like, 500 comments on the thread like the ffg post as of the time of this recording has like nine pages yeah so, so there's so there's some cool changes so let's let's so, talk about yeah them. so like let's talk about them i mean so we get the feel like what at a minimum this is certainly kind of in the ballpark or what they're talking about doing so um I don't even know are we just a start. tmz of vexing podcast now ricky we just we just take that controversy and we're just like, yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay. So do we want to? Okay, so there was. I just well, loved I, how I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have this conversation. <laughs> Fine, you baited me. I was dancing. Okay, so uh, this is my take on it. Um, well, there was a bunch of people who were saying that they a bunch of podcasts and just no, people. In it general. was every podcast. <laughs> okay, so every podcast except us. Just okay. to, like they steering clear. Okay, so yeah, um, every podcast was saying that they didn't want to. Well, I don't. 
I, I don't necessarily want to quote. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold, hold on, guys. There's a reason why a number of them are saying that because they all have playtesters. None of us are playtesters. That's fair. Um, so, um, I th- and there is something to that, right? And because you can see the names of the playtesters when you go through like little packets, like they say who playtested that uh, that chip. And of course, they can't spoil anything uh, because it's part of their NDA. But we anyways, don't have that agreement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why Alex can do what he did on Reddit today because yeah. he has no legal or moral obligation. So yeah, so there there is some uh, there's been there's been brought up like a moral obligation thought to spoilers that were spoiled on the internet that we had nothing to do with. And if everybody's talking about it, I think it's wrong not to talk about it. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to ignore the fact that someone put out leaks that we that are verified and we want to talk about. I mean, I think it's it's silly, right? Like it's silly to me that that we can't talk about how, what you need to know, because to me, the thing that kind of bothers me is there are people who know these changes ahead of schedule and have been sort of playing lists and playing to those changes. What? Or they for, would not. They wouldn't dare do that, would they, Ricky? Okay. Well, like when when hold on, you're telling me that when <laughs> Worlds that dropped two weeks before Worlds. You really think those playtesters who knew ahead of time, you really think they were curtailing their list to that information? I can't believe it. I no refuse way. to. It's so, not gonna happen. so I there's something that does kind of sit sit wrongly with me on that. And so if it's out there, I mean, and, and people are talking about it, I feel like we should be talking about it. And there's no, there's nothing immoral here. Literally, this showed up on the internet. This is not. This is. These are not X wing nudes, right? Well, let's like, be fair. We're scum and villainy, <laughs> Ricky. Like very little is immoral to us. So yeah, like ah, are you kidding? Like <laughs> so, I don't care. I don't care. Right. Let's talk about. Let's get into this it. Is dumb. This is dumb. Yeah, let's but before we do, there's stuff. something I want to. Before we like jump into the actual fact, there's one point I want to make here, which is that over the last two months, I have heard from multiple sources some of this information. Yeah, uh, and none no, none of those sources I heard it from were playtesters. They were people that heard it from playtesters, presumably. And so the rumor mill and the you know the the information distribution has been happening. And what's happened is that created a form of a cool kids club where people that just happen to be part of the social network and get the information get the benefit. And what the, people that some, don't, some, someone don't. said that uh, everybody knows what the FAQ is unless you don't have friends. And I'm like, that sounds just terrible. Oh, right. that wasn't so, from Cancer <laughs> Chat, by chance, was it, Ricky? I know. So, uh, uh, that was a completely anonymous source. Um, right. But it made so, yeah, sad. Like, oh, on that point, let's get into the psychology of the leaker. Because usually when people leak or whistleblow, it's when they think that there's something corrupt about the situation, and they want to flush it out so the whole world can see it. You know, sunlight is the best disinfectant, as they say. And so I think that part of the reason why this happened is because the playtesting situation is bad. We've reached a, a spot where people can game it. We've reached a spot where a kind of cool kid social network has emerged. And it really has exposed a lot of the issues with the playtesting process. And, you know, I'll just put this out there. I think the way that it's being done now is not right. It's just not good. And the proper way to do it would be to publicly playtest, to tell the whole world, mm-hmm. this is what we're planning on doing. 
Here's a website where you can go where you have to submit the following information into our playtest. The list that you did, a round-by-round round result of what ships died, a, uh, a calculation of dice variance, whether or not it played a small, medium, or large part of the game, and notes about the game. And all that stuff can get filtered out by an intern that's being paid $20,000 a year up there in Minnesota. And they could involve the entire community. And in fact, you know, this particular process has got a name. It's called a request for comments. Software people have been using it for over 25 years. It's really simple. It works. It lets you crowdsource hard problems. And it gets everyone involved. And, you know, this closed playtesting thing, is, it's for the birds. It's not working out. And this whistleblowing is clear evidence of, of the fact that the system isn't working. There you go. That's my <laughs> you name. took that yeah. a little bit farther than I thought about <laughs> it. But... Um... I, you know, I'll plus one it. That sounds fine. Um, so let's jump into it. Like, this is ridiculous. Let's just jump into this stuff, right? So I think the uh, biggest change was to the Jumpmaster. Uh, the Jumpmaster and the Punishing One title. Um, Alex, why don't you tell us, since, uh, since you've read through this here, why don't, you, why don't you tell us about those changes? Okay, so everyone knows Jumpmaster, kind of too good. So they decided to uh, take out the band hammer and give it a couple whacks at the Jumpmaster. So the Jumpmaster loses the salvaged astromech slot, which is gone from the base ship. It loses the illicit slot, just gone. And you also lose one torpedo slot. And on top of that, they took the punishing one title, decided to give couple of those slots back so if you equip the title 10 points you also get an illicit slot you get your salvaged astromech slot but you lose your lone torpedo slot remaining so if you equip the, equip the title you have zero torpedo slots yeah dangar can't have a torpedo or tell yeah so let's talk about this um for starters this is Another example of uh, removing card text from the game, and that's something that's uh, been brought up, is that, this is, you know, there again, your cards aren't necessarily playable. Um, but uh, what do, so what do we think about that uh, first? Uh, is that, is, I mean, is that necessarily a big deal? I personally don't mind no, this that. this is a big deal if, because they changed the cardboard, Ricky. This isn't yeah. the card, it's the cardboard. It's the first time they've ever changed the cardboard, which they haven't wanted to do. Now, uh, when you me, when you show up at a tournament, that cardboard's not going to be. It's I not going to be. To me, to me, I don't like. I get that, um, and it does kind of suck that you have to know the FAQ. But if you're going to a tournament, I think that you a should know the FAQ and b. Um, if the ship is more balanced and the experience is more fun, I'm. I'd rather they do something. I mean, of course, I'd rather they get it right. Get it right, but I mean, if they're willing to say this will help fix it, then you know, I'm not opposed to that, right? Oh, yeah, uh, dude, I'm right there with you. I, I love the fix. I think it's great. Um, and I'm actually happy that they're changing cardboard because it means that potentially we could start getting some thread to pull for X-Wing 2.0. Because now they've got tons of cards that don't make sense anymore. The cardboard's now different. Eventually, they, they can't see leaning on the same old excuses. So let's talk about the change in general. Um, Dom, I haven't heard from you. Do you like this uh, this change, or, or what do you think about the? I mean, this is a very clear nerf. What do you think about uh, this nerf and adjustment to the jump master? Um, I think I think it'll help. Uh, 
obviously this some of those slots i don't know if they were they were quite as important as others but losing a torpedo slot not having two torpedo slots it really didn't make a lot of sense to begin with um and then the salvage astromech seems like like a nice push but really the the dial and the white sloop was and all the greens were 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 really part of the uh power of the ship given its cost and those still remain, but now they're just taking away some of the toys and the the two torpedoes, which you know a lot of times you weren't even using. So I I don't know. I still think it's playable. I don't think it's too far. I, I think they'll still be quite useful. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, you're just not going to have you know the the super ships floating around with an amazing dial like you did. Um, Blair, what do you think about uh, the jump master changes? <laughs> yeah, I don't just think looking- you want to. You I would, don't want I'm me to ready. go down this road, Ricky. I don't think. <laughs> I think no, Blair. Like, remember, every time you go down the rabbit hole, uh, everyone's like, "Think yes, Blair's gonna go rage monster." <laughs> uh, I mean, it had to happen. It it had been the best ship, uh, undisputed evidence. It had been the best. It had been played the most. It had won the most. I mean, the la- the last three major championships we had here in the States was won by... Uh, two of them were nothing but jumps. The third one was two-thirds jumps. Like, it had to happen. I don't even see how... I'm so, I see some people are still even arguing that. I, I don't know. It did all the things. It, out, it was the best jouster. And not only did it do all the things, it was the best at all the things. It was the best jouster, the best blocker, the best support ship. It did all the things. And... I still think it's going to be incredibly popular. I it's still pretty much the best block blocking ship in the game because the scout can still take adaptability. It can still take anti pursuit lasers. Now it can take CAD. I mean, it's still the best blocking ship in the game. And Dengar, I still think Dengar is one of the ten best pilots in the game. Like basically, all he loses here is the double torps, so he can't alpha, but with like Lone Wolf Rex Spec, the White Sloop still hit pretty combined, hard. I still think he's awesome. I still think yeah. he's unbelievable. So that that's my thoughts on, <laughs> like, on the nerf. Yeah, that's that feels pretty good. Uh, Lyle, um, a I know that uh, you've tr- received a transmission from Doctor Bob, and um, Bob uh, he's trying to type to us, but we've uh, disabled his voice module. And uh, what do you think about uh, the Jumpmaster? Well, I'll cover his and, and my feedback. So I, I think I agree with you guys. Um, I actually particularly like the salvaged Astromech slot going away because that means that you're going to lose a little bit more green because the, the uh, contract scouts lose access to Unhinged, and uh, which I think is very – yeah, and, 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 and the, the Agromech, yeah. Um, so I like Star that a lot. Star is so good. Yeah, it is super good. So is Overclock. Um, yeah. Yep. I think that also uh, they lose the ability to sloop and drop a bomb um, with the, uh, or rather drop a um, cargo because they've lost the illicit slot. Um, so no more slooping and pooping, which I think is great. And I think that the uh, losing the extra torpedo slot, I mean, I mean, Dom, you're in the same neighborhood as Marcel. I've lost a lot of his triple jump games, and he almost always gets both ordnance off. He's very, very careful, and he maximizes that extra munitions to its true value. 
And so I think losing that torpedo slot's a big deal. It's going to take out some teeth. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, in I, I agree. I, I, that's why I was saying I think that that's like a really nice nerf. I think that should have been the way it was right from the beginning. But th- the problem is that the tricks you described are still there on Dengar when when they take the punishing or anyone who takes the punishing one, you you get that illicit salvage astromech and you're slooping and pooping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But at least it's just one ship. Not you're not dealing with three scouts that have all those tricks. And it, and it costs and a lot more to to, your, to get that ship. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think Tide... It's not not as good as fixing the dial and swapping it in with a hawk dial, getting the hawk and jump dial, you know, swap, which would have been awesome. Never going to happen. But short of that, I think they did a good job. So what was Dr. Bob's notes? Because I want to make sure that uh, we get that out there. All right. So he said that the mind-like change was pretty harsh. Okay. We haven't haven't covered the mind-like change. I think his his comments are mostly about mind-like. Uh, yeah. That's All right, so let's talk about Mind Lake. It's pretty easy. I mean, two ships only. I mean, we kind of previewed that with uh, Dom uh, earlier. Uh, Atani Mind Link is now tied to two ships. That's the Mind Link between two ships. Now, um, there are some lists that I think still work, like the Dengar and Aldra lists, right? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that's Bob's notes. Never mind. Um so there's some stuff that still works, but I think that three really, at least three mind links really was the magic number for, for mind links. So I'm not, I think it's still probably worthwhile, but it's definitely not as good. Uh, what are your thoughts to this? Because I didn't expect them to do the jump master and mind link at the same time. I figured they'd do one and see if it works. So I'm a little Which surprised. Kind of like, I mean, it, it's in pattern with their previous one. When they nerfed the Imperials, they nerfed X7 and Palpatine. Yeah, it's, I would have done a half measure there, but I mean, what do we think about a mind link two ship only? I think it's like incredibly like it fits the theme of mind link, and it's probably still pretty pretty decent for a, a one point EPT. Yeah, the action economy is still really good for one point. So, uh, what what are the two that you're going to see most often? I mean, what are we? What do we expect to see with MindLink now? I mean, how does this affect things? Well, guys, let's talk about the important thing here. Epic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, MindLink was kind of kind of powerful in Epic. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually remember it last night. I had four MindLink ships in an Epic game. It was crazy. Like, it was so good. All the yeah, reactions. Yeah. Well, and you, and you, were, you were holding yourself back. I mean, you can... Like getting eight free actions, even though everybody bumps except for one, is like wild. So yeah, this is. I think this is mostly an epic fix. No, no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's still good on like you know if you got two ship scum, like maybe I know Dengar Manor isn't a thing anymore as much, but it's going to work well there. Uh, I think it also works with Dengar and Naldra and Fen. Uh, like Ricky was saying, because Analdra can just stick around in the corner while and you know feed expertise Dengar all the defensive focus tokens he needs. Uh, so I think it's still good. I feel like it's been pushed back to a spot where it's not insane anymore. And Dengaru is a thousand percent dead now, right? I guess you could do PTL thin. Doesn't matter. Um, 
So I think it's pretty cool. Um, let's move on to uh, the, uh, the the next little bit of news about Advanced Slam. Um, it becomes Action Bar only. Um, now, why is that important? So because before you basically equip it on Miranda or, you know, another K-Wing of your choosing, and you could move, slam, and then use Advanced Slam to drop you know, any action bomb you wanted. And it gave you sort yeah. of like incredible positioning on where you dropped yeah, the bomb. Clusters, Con- Connors, and Proximity Mines currently, right? Yeah. And then now is the uh, is the bomb generator, it's an action, isn't it? No, it's not. It's, no, it's on reveal. It's on reveal? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you can use advanced sensors and genius to um, to play tricks with it. But, uh, so you can't uh, drop bombs after uh, uh, with advanced slam. Now that's basically the reason why they nerfed this. Yeah, this this card is like complete garbage. Now you basically never want to slam and take a, a target lock or a focus. It's just it's not worth two points. So even getting the free action isn't worth because it's only it's the free action every only when you slam right. Yeah, it's it's like this card would be okay at zero points, but for two points, it's bad. So, do we think that? Uh, so, one point, Alex? Would you take it for one? I would. Mm, it depends upon your list, but probably not. I don't like. You could I mean, take like, like just pretend, pretend you're Miranda. You're the queen bee. You're zipping around the board. And you, you know, you've three, you've done a three bank and then you, you three slam. You're out of, you know, you can't be shot at. You take the target lock, um, because you know, next round you're going to be shooting. Now you're good to go. You're juiced up. That sounds great for one point. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel it's sort of like marginal. Like you could take like long range scanners, long range scanners is free. But long range scanners can't target lock range one two. Yeah, but if you're in range one two, you don't want to be target locking with Miranda. Yeah, you might. Well, you could do if you're flying with Bigs. I mean, I target yeah. lock a lot in, in my store championship because she can't. She's not going to get shot at. Yeah. So, so uh, one of the questions, or, or something that I was surprised at, was they went after this instead of Sabine. Um, my question is: Is was that the right call to go after Advanced Slam? Instead of going after the Sabine card, because that that combo was, I mean, really, that's the combo they're breaking up here, um, is the, you know, out of nowhere slam, kill your three hit point ace, and then it's over uh, type, yeah. type well, situation. Issue, issue with three of them, though, like if those K-Wings in mass, um, you know, I mean, if it's just one K-Wing with bombs, and I've got a couple interceptors. I can manage that. If it's three K wings with bombs, like yeah. my interceptors are going to die. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide. There's just yeah. nowhere, to, nothing you can do. Yeah, they I were think- really nerfing triple K. They were nerfing stables. Uh, you know, uh, Guardian or the, uh, the Galaxy Seven. <laughs> yeah, the Galaxy Note Seven. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So- I think I think people were sort of like okay with this because it's sort of it's pushing sort of the low HP Imperial aces out because they can't handle that sort of like precision bombing. Yeah. Well, now that this is out though, 
do you see those those lists back in? Because uh, that's the one thing that I think of is the the big scary monster is these fair ship rebel lists. So does having that sort of arc dodger that can get behind um, bigs and lower it, is that is that something that you'll see more often now? Like the thing I wonder about is even with you know, some, even not being able to, um, you know, to, to concentrate on like Soontier or something like that, um, I can't imagine Soontier actually pushing damage through, really through Lorik Biggs. Is there something that I'm missing there? Like, like that, that's the sort of thought process that I'm going through. Is I don't even know if this is enough to bring those those ships in. Yeah, I think I I, I played a, some Fen. You know, I think Fen also really benefits from this. Uh, and even against those bigs lists, you can you have the repositioning ability. You can usually adjust your arc, and you're moving last relative to all of that. And you can kind of pick off the ship that you want to go after. I mean, bigs can't cover them if he's not an arc. So I, mm-hmm. I think I think you will see some aces like that crop back up, and I think Fen will will be even more prevalent than he is now. Okay, I, mean, so- I can tell you in the, in the game I played, Miranda almost. I had to roll extremely lucky to survive a Miranda like two turn, two turn the other way, bomb behind her. One one bomb goes off and almost kills Fen. So it, it's not having that possibility. I think can really would really uh, alleviate people's concern there. Okay, so I wanna I wanna I wanna bring up your point, Kelvin. Because I think you sort of have hit on something that is that is missing from that list, and that's what's missing is a, a nerf or you know any sort of like tuning down of Biggs's like power level is just completely missing from this FAQ. Huh. Even even though that's sort of the the latest you know hot list. Yeah, you. I was so expecting. Uh, here's the thing, like. Uh, we don't know if that's coming or not, right? Um, it wasn't part of these loops, so we don't know if that's something that we're not going to see. But it is weird. Like, I was personally expecting a Biggs nerf when I saw Lorik. I was like, oh, well, cool. I mean, they said that they weren't going to make Biggs any stronger, so clearly there's going to the be a nerf coming. to Biggs. Yeah, the nerf's coming, so to yeah. kind of even it out. And it, certainly the nerf didn't get leaked and that's so that's that blows my mind that they that, that they have, have always talked about bigs as being as the one thing they design like to avoid and they just made him stronger when he was already one of the most popular pilots in the game yeah well i think the idea might be calvin that you know first they had the big nerfing of the imperials with x7 and top now we're going to get the big nerfing of Scum with Mindlink and Jump. And then presumably we're going to get the big nerfing next of Rebels with Sabine and Bix. I mean, yeah. I think the, the consistent theme in those nerfs is they, they arrived about a year after they, like, for those uh, ships or upgrades first became like a real problem. So I would expect right. to see Bigs nerfed this time next year. <laughs> Oh God! You know, right before Worlds, <laughs> like a week before Worlds, two weeks. Yeah, before yeah, Worlds. right in there. Yeah, you know, I was hoping that, like, I don't know if you guys saw the Fantasy Flight Games 
store championships, but uh, Fairship Rebels won it. And it very nearly was a mirror match in the final round with two Fairship Rebel lists. And, you know, a lot of people were joking that that's kind of how FFG makes its decisions, um, you know, what makes the top table. And um, that would probably be enough empirical evidence for them to to make the move. But because that guy, you know, got defeated in the top four, no nerf was coming. No, it has to, it can't, it can't just make it, it has to win it. And it has to win it two years in a row. One year isn't enough. It has to win twice in a row. And then they start looking at nerfing it a while. Yeah. Can I just say salty? So salty and delicious. (laughs) Advanced Slam, I didn't I didn't think it was nearly as needed as nerfing the jumps. Like as someone who flies Rebel Swarm, which I know like no one does, but like Advanced Slam preyed on like aces, which make up what, ten percent of all ships? Jump masters beat literally everything. They beat everything. Like it was just it's just because Suntra is like the golden boy of X-Wing and like people are so pissed they can't that he actually like actually, you know, dies now that they're like, well, I guess we have to do something to let Suntra come back because we can't have can't have him not being played. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my little. OK, soul. so you wish you, you would so, hope that was Luke, but no. Nah. <laughs> right. Or Horton. Right, so I, I guess for my own benefit, what I'd like to do to you guys in this inventory, what's left to be nerfed, in your opinion? Do you guys mind if we just run through the kind of five or six things that Let's that probably still need to be worked on? All sure. right, so we all agree somehow bigs something some bigs change. Yeah, um, that's one. Um, what else? TLT. I think TLT. Yeah. I've completely needs a nerf. Yeah, I've tried to stay away from it because I throw so much salt on so much stuff already, but. I, I feel like the designers... TLT basically makes every other cannon, uh, uh, turret not viable, just by its oh, existence. It's not even close. You can't, it's not you even can't, close. You can't make an interesting turret because it has to compete with TLT. It's yeah. just not... It's such a, it, it limits your design space when you have something that's like hyper-damaging and better can than shoot yeah. literally anything you can shoot yeah anything. yeah right. Ar- it encompasses arguably, like half the board arguably you'd yeah, rather so have a tra- tlt front cannon than you would a primary yeah so like the crate guys had a great analysis like i mean how many small ship bases would you say fit into like an a-wings range two and range three firing band ricky you had to guess how many small ship bases? i feel like i've seen the numbers on this but it's something like uh 22 yeah Twenty-two small ship bases. Now, how many small ship bases would you say fit into a TP range two, range three firing band? If it was twenty-two, I'm going to guess like forty-four. No, it's like what was the number again, Blair? One hundred seventy-two. One hundred seventy-two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, on top of that, is like all those small base arc ships have to K turn on occasion. So, so TLT is on that list then. I feel like, just like going off instinct, I feel like the designers, it's kind of been on the fence for them for a while. Uh, I just think that with the dominance that Torp Boats had, the fact that it kind of pushed them out for a while after 2015 Worlds, I feel like everyone kind of forgot how good they are. Just because they weren't, you couldn't play them as much back then, but 
now I think you're going to see him come back even. I mean, if auto thrusters did not exist, TLTs would be so rampant. They'd be absolutely everywhere. Yeah, I think I think you. It's a shame that that Bob's not here because I think he had a lot of analysis on the jousting value. But I, I thought it was like equivalent to three and a half attack dice, and it was more efficient than. It kind of drove out B wings and drove out all sorts of straight up jousters yeah. because it just had better jousting efficiency than all of those ships. And it was just everything. It immediately, like it was probably the most immediate power creep that everything else all of a sudden paled yeah. compared to it when it first came out. So yeah. I, I agree with you guys. Also, what happened to ion cannon turrets and what happened to like all the other that's cool because, turrets? They've just been all pushed that's out. Exa- that's because they're, they're just not even close to as efficient. You can upgrade your jousting efficiency by installing an I, uh, a, a TLT Whereas all those other ships, you kind of downgrade your jousting efficiency to yeah. get something. It's just that range three, because it takes not only does it double your firing arc, but it takes away the 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 bonus for the range bonus. All right, none we're, of clear, we're clearly <laughs> yeah. all in all agreement. Right. All, all right. right, let's. So that's two. Are we going to even make it to five? You said you wanted five, Lyle. Well, I don't know if it has to be. I think those three are the only real three that I can put my finger on. I have one for you. I have one for you. Horton Som needs a goddamn EPT. This is not (laughs) hard. Okay. On a a more serious note, though, I feel like um, Alpha Strike sort of ordnance is probably getting a little too powerful. Yep. Cruise missiles are insane. Yeah. Holy God. Like cruise missiles, I think are at are just straight up better than homing missiles, and they're oh yeah, um, totally. you, you you've got some water under your your feet on this one or some how, how are they are they as good uh, as you think? Yeah, they're I mean they're great. That's hard to argue. Like not to put those three points on the threat alone is just mm. something that's so weird. Now now they're not they're not as easy to use, and they're definitely telegraphing, and you've got to like figure out lanes and i i think that there's a lot that goes into them which i kind of like i mean they definitely put restrictions on on how that was going to work but uh yeah i, I mean I, I definitely agree with alex that alpha strike the, the, like they seem hell-bent on wanting to make alpha strike more and more uh viable and i just i'm fully convinced they're going to go too far and then it's going to be like, i think they've already gone too far. zero point guidance it's like a, it's a free hit for zero points, like I, I don't understand how that card. <laughs> was, why it is, is it zero points? It is I literally power creep. Um, yeah, and now we're getting missiles that are three points. You don't have to actually even spend the target lock. I had some, I had some opponents who hadn't really seen that. Were, <laughs> so were sad. I, know, I absolutely yeah, know the the next one. Though. I know number five. Number five is absolutely rebel region or region in general, but specifically R two D two, you know R five P nine. Those guys are just outrageous. And Miranda. Yeah, and the it depends on the metagame just how good they are, but those those upgrades are and pilot are probably a little bit too strong. I think auto thrusters is still I mean, like Tyler and I fly swarm and like when we see auto thrusters we're like crap. Auto like that that that's not the way does the card was designed to work. It was meant to counter the turrets. Fat turrets. But it's still a pain in it the was, ass, though. It's so hard because that again, that range three, 
it's like half your firing arc because it's so much bigger than one and two. It's so hard to catch those aces and get enough guns on them at range one to two and to burn them down. I I feel like that's pretty close to TLT that it's it's kind of right on the fence. I don't know what it would be. But every time uh, I have the ability to take auto thrusters, I hear Alex in the back of my head say that auto thrusters is the best card in the game. Like I, I just he- bored into the back of my head every time I have the ability to take it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that's necessarily true these days, but it's still yeah, like but super still, strong. I, I still feel it though. But how it's many shields be, does it save? Like it's it gonna depends. shave. Oh, but depends. but if it saves one, it's already good. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times it's gonna save. You know. A dozen. It makes you sometimes block immune, and like it's real. Yeah, it's really anything that it takes away. It allows you to get blocked and still survive. I think should be eligible for the nerf as well. All right, so um, I think that that was five. There you go, Sozin. Um, Nice. All right, so. Is there anything else that we want to talk about in regards to the FAQ? Um, I do want to give out our favorite quotes uh, from uh, from the insanity that was Reddit in the forums. Um, I don't know who pulled that, but they're beautiful. Um, I, I think we should just like link those in our show notes and wrap up. No, no, we have to give one of them. I've already got two jokes that have fallen flat. Can I please do the third one out? Okay, yes, yes. Okay, fine. Fine. All right. This is from Red Ord Tostison. Tostison. And he said, uh, I'm really regretting getting contracted scout pilot card tattooed on my lower back now. What am I supposed to tell people? <laughs> oh, there used to be a bunch of extra upgrades. I'll look like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> you jumped the gun, Red. You jumped uh, the gun. All right. So um, I, I know that we have some open user submitted lists. We've got the Biggs Killer list uh, open still. Uh, Blair, what else? Uh, what was our... I know I should remember this, but what was our um, our list last week? I don't remember, show? people, but if, you, if you've listened to the last two episodes, we had two different contests, and they're both still open, so feel free to apply to either... Apply to both of them if you want to. Maximize your chances, and we'll try to... Uh, Get those resolved on the next episode. So yeah, send send you some free uh, X Wing swag. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So let's let's wrap this up. Uh, I feel like we've done enough damage to ourselves and our reputations. So yeah. uh, <laughs> and X Wing baby. Yeah, something like that. Um, anyways, um, hopefully this gets out quickly. I told I gave Blair carte launch to just front and back the music on this episode, and I'm sure it's playing now. Anyways, for uh, uh, Lyle Hayhurst, better known as Sozin, for Dom Cairo, better known as Dom, for Alex Rawback, better known as Antigravis, and Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy, my name is Richard White, uh, better known as Kelvin Tiberius, uh, Galactic Colonet, thank you for listening, and good hunting. <laughs>